Hey friends, it is Sunday at six o'clock, so you know what time it is. It is office hours with me, uh, live from six to seven. Please forgive this kind of bleak background. Um, my partner and I are moving in like a week, so all of our artwork is gone, and it's so drab in this house, but uh, it does mean that there's gonna be an exciting new house soon, so that's thrilling. Um, okay, so I am gonna get started with office hours. As per usual, I like to start this, uh, this live stream by saying every piece of advice that I give is only, <laughs> that's my cat, um, every piece of advice that I give is from my personal experience from working in my office, in other offices, and working with other people. So if the advice that that I'm giving you does not resonate with you, please feel free to not listen to me and to uh, go find advice from somebody else. If it is resonating with you, awesome. I'm here. I am a free resource. I will take any and all questions. Nothing is too um, absurd. Nothing is too silly. Nothing is too personal. So please feel free. If you have any questions, let's get this started. I know that tons of people are at the uh, opening night of chocolate factory this evening so congrats to all those people who had a golden ticket tonight um if you're not there and you're with me i hope that you have some questions for me i am gonna get started i had a couple questions sent to me earlier this week so i'm gonna start with those if you have any other questions for me please feel free to write them in the comments and i will get to them as soon as i can also pumpkin has found something behind me that is just going crazy i don't know what's happening there he is. He's the star of the show today. All right. So the first question that we got this week was, um, uh, uh, what are the best practices for inviting casting directors, directors, and other industry professionals to your show? I'm working on something that I'm really proud of, and I'd love to share it with the artists in my community. Okay, awesome. So I have answered this question a couple times. If you go back and look at other um, office hours, you will find the answer. So I'm going to give you kind of like the brief, short version of this, and if you go back into my archives, um, you can listen through it. Also, friends, if you don't know this, uh, my, all of my office hours now are turned into podcasts. So if you're watching right now and you're like, I gotta run, it's totally fine. You can go to the um, iTunes store and uh, subscribe to my podcast, which is Office Hours uh, with Kate Lumpkin. And you can listen to every stream that we've ever done in a podcast form. So you can listen to it on the subway, you can listen to it in the shower, you can listen to it anywhere, which is great. Um, okay, so to answer your question, um, the best way, in my opinion, to get industry people to come see your shows. All right, so first and foremost, I am of the ilk that postcards do not work anymore. So stop wasting your money on postcards. Um, if you really are that kind of person who just like hands things out, um, you know, to everybody, then like maybe that's your jam. Cool. Do it. You do you. However, I think it takes more work leading up to the show to get people to come. First and foremost, uh, if you're gonna give away comp tickets, make sure you always give away two, right? So I've said this before and I'll say it again. When I go to see a show, when someone's asked me to go see a show to watch somebody, um, that's my job, right? It's, it's I, you are asking me to do my job for free, in essence. You're asking me to come and watch your work and be a part of your community. Again, that's my job. You're asking me to do it for free. So in my opinion, if you're going to ask me to take my night off to come see your show and to uh, kind of scout you out and see what your talent is and all that kind of stuff, I greatly appreciate the ticket. The best thing, though, is to offer two tickets because then I can bring a friend I could, who most likely is going to be another industry professional. Um, so... That is kind of, in my opinion, one of the best things to do. Always offer two tickets because it makes me more likely to want to go and you never know who I might bring. I might bring, I might bring my partner. I might bring another industry professional. So just 
first and foremost, always offer two tickets. Second of all, I think that the best way to get people to come to your show is to build industry relationships so people want to come see your show. It's not about being in a show and then just like sending a mass email or sending a newsletter. Both of those things work. If you have a newsletter that you've been creating and you um, have been uh, submitting things or you've been working on things and you have a list of industry people that you um, could consistently send a, um, oh, I should turn the volume off there, um, that you could consistently send a um a newsletter too. You can absolutely do that. A newsletter that you send once a quarter that kind of updates people on what you're doing. Again, only send that email, only send a newsletter via email to people that you know, people that you have a relationship with, offices that have called you in, um, that have, you know, called you in for appointments, those kind of things. Do not spam email inboxes. It will get you in trouble. But if you have some sort of relationship with an office or a person in an office, I do think that that kind of creates an open dialogue in terms of things like once a quarter newsletters or making an ask that's really important to you. Um, okay, so there's that. So for me, I think in terms of the golden rules of getting people to show up to your show, uh, don't be aggressive, but be forthcoming. Definitely offer at least two tickets. Find a way or make one. Um, if you have some sort of newsletter, update it right when you have that show, right? Like if you haven't sent it out in a while, you definitely have a reason to do the thing. Um, social media is your friend. I cannot tell you the number of experiences that um, I have had where I see someone, you know, if, if someone is following me on Facebook or someone is my friend on Facebook and they're talking about their show um, and I like the thing and then someone sends me a message and says, hey, do you, wanna, you want tickets to this thing? Um, seven times out of ten, I might not be, be available, but if you catch me on the right night, then that's, that's an option. So, you know, if you know people are active on social media and are using social media to help their careers or to help with their communities, like you can feel free to, to utilize that technology. Also, social media is the new postcards. Facebook is the new LinkedIn. So if you're doing a show, you should be talking about it. It should be on your Instagram. It should be on your Twitter. It should be on your Facebook. I know people like poo-poo this and they're like, oh, I hate it. You know, I hate social media. Fine. You know the Kate Lumpkin golden rule. You either need to be good at social media or you need to be off social media. There is no in between. Don't waste your time. And if you're going to use social media, be good at it. Like, be good at it and use it for your business. Invest time in your career. And your career right now could include and probably should include social media. So... Be using social media to talk about your show at least twice a week, if not three times a week while it's happening so that you can get people liking it. Sometimes I see mutual friends who I'm not even friends with. Someone has liked information about their show. It pops up on my feed. If I'm into it, if I'm interested, if I have time, I might come see it. And that goes for other people who work in the industry as well. Um, so those are kind of my piece of advice. I do think, though, if you want to get industry people to come see your shows, you have to build relationships with people who are not actors, right? Because actors will come see your shows. They should. They should support other actors. That is absolutely the goal. And industry sh people should come see your shows and support other members of our industry. Absolutely. But we can't want to go see a show unless we know that uh, we have a relationship with you, right? Because at the end of the day, I see like four to five shows a week already. So to squeeze in somebody else's show, I really need to know that I, I know them as a person, I want to work with them as a person, I um, haven't seen them perform, so it's like very important for me to do it, and I've been offered tickets to it. So 
But does that make sense? I, I don't know if you're watching live. Um, if it does make sense, can anybody tell me that it made sense? Even if it's not your question, that'd be awesome. Um, if anyone has a follow-up question to that information, please let me know. I had another question already that was, um, where did it go? Oh, no, I lied. I don't have another question. It was actually a question about my coaching rates. I'm not going to answer that question. Oh, good, Wood. I'm so glad. Um, I'm not going to answer that question live. If you have questions about my coaching or my coaching rates, you can feel free to email me at katelumpkincasting at gmail.com or send me a message on Facebook. I will always get back to you or send a message through my website. Okay, does anybody else have questions for me? I am here. I'm willing to take any of them. Um, so let's see. I, I don't know if there are any here so far. Um... Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. I don't know. Oh, great. Okay, so I got a question about um, how do you put a cruise ship on a resume? That's a really great question, um, and I think the easiest answer is you just put it there. Um, you know, if you're talking about what different sections to, to put things under, clearly, you know, people typically break up a resume into um, New York theater, regional theater, um, and... My brain is just completely going because 15 people are sending me messages at one time, and so there's just too much technology. Um, okay, so if you're building your resume and you're trying to figure out, like, where does a cruise ship fit? I think there are two different answers to this question. It depends on what you're doing on a cruise ship. So, for example, if you are doing Priscilla on a cruise ship and you're playing a part, you're doing Legally Blonde or Chicago, and you're playing, like, a named character part, um, I think think that it is okay to put that under theater um, and put, you know, the show and your character and then whatever cruise line it is that you're doing it on. So, like, if you did Priscilla on MCL, then I would say Priscilla and then Tick and then MCL. Um, we know what that means, but it's like a, you know, it's, it's a full book musical, so I would put that under theater. If you're doing um, a cruise ship uh, and you're not doing, like, a book show that people would maybe recognize, I think most people would, e would either put that on, like, international or they would just put it with the regional experience or a lot of people make their own section and say, like, cruise and entertainment. Um, and that's totally, totally acceptable. The great thing is cruise ships are, like, only hiring amazing talent, like, it is, it is impossible to book a cruise ship right now. And I know this because I cast them. Um, we are so fortunate to have incredible talent coming in. So I know now when I look at a resume what the quality of person is. Um, and uh, so I think, you know... If you can put that someplace on your resume that's quick to be seen, I, I think that's a pretty good thing. Um, I hope that answers your question. Let me know if it did or if it doesn't. Um, Wood asked, did you get my question about any callbacks? It's kind of a tag on my last office hours question. It might be too specific for this. Wood, did you send that in a message? I'll look it up. I, I remember getting it, but I don't remember um, where. So will you write me back and tell me where I got it so I'll find it or just write the question again? Because um, I got a text-based question. Okay, so... I just got asked, is it, accept, uh, is it acceptable to ask a casting director that you've had a relationship with for coaching on a project they're casting you're in the running for? Okay, so asking, okay, is it acceptable to ask a casting director that you have a relationship with for coaching on a project that they're casting and that you are in the running for? Okay, that is an interesting question. Um, 
I think it really depends on the person and the project and what that person uh, does for, uh, you know, for a living. Um, hold on one second. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, if, hmm, I'm going to go with no on this one. I'm, I'm just going to go with no. Um, I think that it there's a fine line uh, between... Uh, let me, let me answer it this way. I think if a casting director and you have a personal relationship, um, and, or like a business relationship, a relationship that is friendly, um, you come in for them a lot, it, it, it's up to the casting director to talk to you about that project, in my personal opinion. Um, I think that, you know, I can only speak for myself. If you're trying to create um, an equal opportunity and you're trying to create a room that is open to everyone coming in and being creative, um, it is unfair to coach someone specifically into a job. Uh, then again, if you have very specific questions that are about, uh, you know, who's going to be in the room or if something is appropriate or inappropriate, you can always feel free to ask them, but I think you have to understand that the casting director has to make some choices as to where that line is for their room. So for me, if I'm casting a project and someone is down to kind of the final uh, calls, um, I would not, I probably wouldn't uh, coach someone on that material because it's not really my place. Um, and... Uh, it's just a tricky question. It's very specific, and it really depends on your relationship with the human. I mean, if you've been friends with someone for 25 years, and they're, you know, and you're basically their, they're basically your go-to coach, and all this, you know, the relationships are so different. So I feel a little uncomfortable answering that like 100%. But I think the kind of go-to answer is unless you have very specific questions about uh, the text or about the room or. Um, something like that, I think I would try to find another coach. Um, only because that's how I feel personally. That's how I'll speak for me. I'll speak for me. Now, for other people, it might be totally different. Someone else might be like, hell yeah, I'll coach you. Give me your monies. Or like, let's do it for free. Um, so that just depends on the person and you have to kind of gauge that relationship. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. All right, perfect. Um, all right, so Wood sent me something via direct message. Let's see. Where is that? You sent it a couple days ago. I remember. Here it is. Okay. Um, to, to ask if in addition to that. Okay, so this question is um, specific, so I'm just going to kind of make it a little less specific. So the question is basically, hey, I got a callback for the ensemble of a show, um, and I'm wondering if it's inappropriate for me to ask if I can be given the audition sides for a more featured track. Um, is that overstepping? And this person has a very specific example, uh, but this is a question I get in general a lot is, you know, if I've been called in for something, is it appropriate for me to ask to do something else? And I have a kind of mixed response to this question, in all honesty. Um, I think it always depends on time and place and relationship with the team, relationship with the CD, relationship with, you know, everybody, with your agent, all the things. But what I will say is... Um, 
let us do our job in some respects because here's the truth um you don't know what what they're looking for specifically for that track that you're asking and it could be very different from the traditional you know if it's a show that's been around for a long time um they could be looking for something very different. The creative team could be going in a totally different direction and you've wasted your ask at that point. So I like to say you only have one ask. Um, you only have one first ask for something special with each office, with each creative that you know. Um, and so it's, you know, it, you need to be kind of specific about what it is that you ask. Um, and if it's something like this where you're going to go in, if you have an appointment for the ensemble already and you go in and you're smart about how you audition and you tailor your audition towards something that might be that featured part, let us in the room make that decision as to whether that's what we're looking for or not. Because I would just hate for someone to use their ask, as it were, for a part that they think they're super right for, but the reality is we've decided to go in a totally different direction for that thing. Um, so the best thing I think to do is to go into the appointment that you've already been given um, and tailor the audition the best you can to the part that you think you want, right? And um, then let us be smart in the room and be like, oh my God, he should totally be doing this thing. Why didn't we think to bring him in and give you sides and have you come back to read for it? I just, um, you know, unless it is something that, you know, hands down bar none is a track that like can't be changed, can't be different. Like Cole House Walker Jr. is pretty much always going to be Cole House Walker Jr., right? Like it is a show that is specifically about someone looking a certain way and a certain voice type that is not going to change for the production. And it would have to be a very special production of Ragtime to make Cole House be anything other than what we think Cole House is, right? Um, so if that's your ask, maybe make it. If it's not, um, I would just be smart and audition from a smart place to tailor who you are, how you dress, how you look, what you're singing to that track that you really wish that you could be doing, especially if it's a featured track that might even be ensemble featured um, or like someone you could cover. So that's how I feel about that. Does that make sense, Wood? Let me know. I think I think I answered your question. So let me know if that's true. It looks like I got another question in here while I was chatting. Um, where is it? It's gonna make noise again. I just know it. Yep. Um, yep. There I am. So, um, all right. So Carol. Oh, so Casey asked, should you ask to send material if you can't attend an audition, or just send it with a cover letter? Okay, great. So this is a very good question. If you have been sent an appointment, all right. So let's say you get a C-mail or you get a direct email from a casting director, and you're not available for an audition. Um, yes, you have every right to say. Hey, thank you so much for this appointment. I'm super interested in the project. Unfortunately, I'm out of town on those dates. Is there another time I can be seen during that week? Or perhaps can I send a self-tape in? Um, once you've asked the question, let the person respond. Sometimes self-tapes are not being accepted. Sometimes it's like very, it's very much about uh, what's happening in the room. It might be about a chemistry experience. So it's very, very, very important that once you've asked the question, can you... Um, can you self-tape to wait for a response and don't just go ahead and send it because I would hate as a CD, I would absolutely hate for you to spend so much time um, making a self-tape and then it never being seen, right? So if you've written that email or you've asked for a different appointment time, which you always can ask, I mean, I, it's so much easier for me if you say yes to the time I've given you because then I can just bold you on my schedule and I know that you're coming. But if you know, you're know you out of town or something's happening, feel free to ask that question. Um, However, if you don't hear back about the self-tape, 
check in maybe once after a week to say, hey, I sent this email. I hope you know that I'm not coming in, but I really would again love to self-tape. Is there anything that I can put on tape for you? Great. If you don't hear back again, most likely they don't need it. If you do hear back, you absolutely should put that together. Um, you have every right to ask that question because someone has found you and knows what you do and wants you to um, have an audition. So do everything you can to get that audition. If you're going to make a self-tape, go back and listen to all of my office hours because I have talked a lot about what makes a good self-tape. I watch so many of them. I've watched them for film and TV. I have watched them for musical theater. I watch self-tapes all day, every day. And I love a good self-tape if it's done well. If it's not done well, then a self-tape can be more of a harmful thing than a good thing. Sometimes it's better just to not audition if you cannot produce a quality tape. So, um, I hope that that answers your question, Casey. Um, don't, in my opinion, send self-tapes unless you've been asked um, or unless there is something, you know, there's been a, a, a call that says, please, 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 feel free. We're looking for submissions. Send us your tapes. Send us your tapes. If that exists, honey, send the tape. Send the tape with the cover letter. Do the thing. Um, if no one has asked you for it, though, don't send a self-tape unless, man, you are like, the most specific for the most specific thing and you know no one's ever gonna reach out to you um just like i say be specific about your choices the more specific you can be about the choices when you reach out to people the better chance you're gonna be taken seriously you're gonna be recognized and you're gonna be known it's the people who throw the spaghetti against the wall that often get ignored just a thought not a sermon all right carolyn asks um, I loved your video with Sherry Sanders. Thank you, friends. If you didn't watch that video, go check that out. Um, Sherry Sanders and I went live, and it was pretty awesome. We did one of her two Neptunes together, and uh, there was some there was some pretty great information out there. So go check out her page, Sherry, Sherry, Sherry Sanders. Rock the audition. She's awesome. All right. So she says, uh, "I'm five feet." Me too, girl. Me too. Well, I'm like five one and a half on a good day, five two, but I wear some killer heels. Uh, recently, I've noticed that a lot of cruise lines have taken the height requirements off of their breakdowns, but some still have them. Should I always respect height requirements right now, or should I just go in and kick booty? First of all, you should always go in and kick booty. Uh, we have all shown up to kick booty in this life, so I need you to schwack, schwack, boom, kick booty, and come in. Um, in terms of the height requirement, if there is no height requirement on a breakdown, clearly show up and do your thing. Um, if there is a height requirement, usually it's for a reason. We don't tend to put a height requirement on a breakdown unless we really mean it. Sometimes that means it's a safety thing. If we're going to do aerials, if we're going to do flying things, uh, there are um, certain height requirements that need to be met. Sometimes it's about fitting a costume. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, just about a look. There are all sorts of reasons for a height requirement. However, however, if you feel like you are the fiercest in the pack, honey, and you are ready to come kick booty, as you said. Show up. Show up. We have every right to say, you know, uh, there's a height requirement. There's no need for you to stay today. We really appreciate you. Um, there's every right for, you know, us to uh, come in to the room and uh, play with you and ask you some questions, ask you to wear heels, all those kind of things. Uh, but... The truth of the matter is, as long as you know, if you show up and someone says, we have a higher requirement, we are going to type you out, as long as you're like, okay, great, um, you have every right to show up. But just know, if someone's asking that, they're being specific, 
for, for a reason most of the time. Um, and sometimes it has nothing to do with aesthetic. It's really about safety or it's about being able to zip you into a costume that's going to fit you. Um, so, you know, when people are specific on breakdowns, they really are trying to be a helper. Breakdowns are not trying to be a hindrance. They're trying to be a helper. I cannot tell you the amount of time I spend writing a breakdown. Um, you know, I, I've released like three in the past week and I can't tell you the number of emails and the number of comments that um, I have been making back and forth with creative teams trying to make sure that our language is perfect and that, you know, our, um, that all of the things that are there are there for a reason. So that's kind of my thought about height requirements on a breakdown. Um, again, though, you know, show up to kill it. Show up to kill it with the knowledge that someone might say you don't need to be there. And if that's the case, I hope you smile, leave, get an ice cream cone, go to another audition, and have a great day. Um, does that make sense? Is that a good, uh, a good response? If not, if you have follow-ups, let me know. Sherry Sanders, you're awesome. I think you're the best. Um, and I, I saw your great pictures from Michael Kushner Photography. If you don't know Michael Kushner, you should absolutely go check out his photos. He takes beautiful photos. He took some killer ones with Sherry Sanders this week. Um, so go check that out because he's doing great shots, so that's pretty awesome. Um, does anybody else have questions for me? I think that's all I have uh, live right now. Oh, I just got one, look at that. All right, so would ask, if someone totally bombs in an audition for a specific CD, what's the best way to bounce back? Uh, is it hard to consider people for other projects if they tank for you? Well, I cannot speak for everybody uh, because I am not everybody. Uh, but what I can speak to is this, we all have terrible, terrible days. I am not always on the top of my game, let me tell you. Um, so I, as a human, understand when someone comes in and tanks that uh, there are a lot of things going on. And if I can see that a couple things have happened, then it's super easy to bounce back with me. If you show up and you have done the work, right? If you have clearly memorized your sides, if you have warmed up, if your body is ready, if you have showed up looking your, you know, your best for whatever that is that day, if you have done the work to get you in the room and something is off, your voice cracks, you're just like having a bad day, your body is not moving with you, all of those things, then you are forgiven you're forgiven. I'm sad because I truly want everybody to book every job. Um, and especially if it's someone that I love and I see that they're doing, you know, not their best and they're struggling that day, I'm sad for you, but that certainly doesn't mean you'll never be called back again. Um, I think we all understand that artists and everybody are just like humans and sometimes shit happens. However, you are not forgiven if you haven't done the work. That is my number one pet peeve. And I, I think there are a lot of us who do my job who have this similar pet peeve. We have to do a lot of work to get you into that room. I don't think people really understand the amount of work that it takes to create a schedule, to get people in a room, to do uh, my craft, which involves knowing all of you, knowing all of your names, doing all of your representation, all of your resumes, figuring out what your essence is and how best to bring you into a space, what parts you're right for, knowing how to find all of your information, creating the schedule, talking to your people. I mean, it just is... It's so much. Reading scripts, creating the breakdown, talking to the creative teams, figuring out who's going to work. There's a ton of work I have to do to get you in that room. So when you finally get there and I've done my job and you haven't done yours, it's pretty impossible to bounce back. I'm a pretty forgiving person, but fool me once, it's on me. Fool me twice, never again. And people have experienced this with me, and, and, and I, um, I, I really am a pretty open and generous person, I like to think, especially in the room, because I get it. Like, 
I get it. We all have days, honey. We all have days. But you're allowed to have a day if you know your script. You're allowed to have a day if you've prepared the music. You're allowed to have a day if you fall out of a double and uh, it's, you know, it's just like not your day. You're not on your foot. It's fine. You're not on your leg. It's fine. Um, however, if you don't show up for your appointment that you've confirmed and you don't write and say, you know, something's wrong, you're not really forgiven. Uh, if you don't show up for a callback that you've confirmed, woof. Come on now. If you haven't even looked at the sides or you haven't taken the time to learn the music or understand the world of the piece, come on, this is your job. This is what you signed up for. This is what you got a BFA in. This is what you moved to New York for. Everybody says to me, I just want to be creative. I just want to be paid to be creative. And then when you show up to your audition and you haven't done the work, I'm like, boo, this was your opportunity to be creative. I gave it to you. I created an opportunity for you to be creative in front of other creative people with other creative people and you didn't do the work. That's pretty impossible to bounce back from in my opinion. And I think a lot of people in my position would agree with that. Um, only because we do the work to get you there. We do the job. We do all of that to make sure that that space is safe and open and creative, that you have enough time to learn your material, that we're open for questions if you have them, that there's a, you know, a relationship between your team and me, whether the team is you or your agent or your manager. That's the job that I have to do. So when you don't do yours, I struggle. I struggle to understand that. That's kind of how I feel about that. However, Lord knows, if you have done the work and yet you show up and you are pissed off because the MTA has let you down, the MTA has let you down, and you have fallen in a puddle, and a dog has bit you, and your sides are torn to shreds, I get it. We all have that day. You are forgiven. You are immensely forgiven, and hopefully we can get you in another day during that session. If not, honey, I'll see you during the next show. Um, all right, Wood, does that make sense? Um, you know, again, I know this changes from office to office. People have different feelings about this. Some people, you'll just never bounce back. Some people, they're like, woo, everything's amazing. Um, so, you know, it just kind of varies. But what I can say is really do your homework. Do the work that has been assigned to you. Be creative when someone gives you the opportunity to be creative. Um, and then if it's a shit day, it's a shit day. Like, life happens. I have shit days. So you, you're given freedom to do that. But you need to do the work. Yeah? Okay, great. Um, I got another question that says, if a cruise ship, uh, theme park, or any show that might require a guitarist is having an audition and you play the guitar, should you lead with the playing and singing or lead with singing with an accompanist and wait to be asked about guitar? That's a really good question. And it's way more than just um, cruise ship theme park. It's also a cruise ship theme park theater, anything, anything going on. Um, if there is a show that you know is looking for a musical instrument, a guitar, piano, any of those kind of things, and you're like, I am baller at the guitar, I am baller at the piano, um, you have every right to come in and use that instrument and do that thing. Um, most of the time, nine times out of ten, the breakdown is going to say, do you play an instrument? And then when we send you that appointment, if, uh, if, the instrument was specified, we're going to ask you to bring it in and play it. So, you know, that that should pretty much be a given. Um, however, if you're coming into like an open call and you know the show typically has musical instruments, um, you know, if you're going into an open call for something like, I don't know, like once, where you know most people play instruments in the show, or if you're going in for something um, like a cruise ship, like you said, where you know their instruments and guitars, you absolutely can bring your instrument. 
I, I am constantly impressed when someone brings their instrument in. Here's the kicker, friends. Here's the kicker. You can't just be the guy who plays the guitar by the fire at summer camp who knows two songs on his guitar and come in and try to play it. That's how I feel about that. Do not say that you play a musical instrument when really you know how to play two songs. I do not play the piano. I can play two songs on the piano. I can play Christmas Lullaby from Songs for a New World, and I can play Heart and Soul. Don't ask me how I can play Jason Robert Brown from memory. One song, just one, doesn't mean I play the piano, right? So it would not be cool for me to go in and audition for a show where I need to play the piano, and I play Christmas Lullaby, and then they're like, here's some sheet music, and then I just can't, right? So there is a world where um, it's... It's smart to bring your instrument in and to play if it's really a part of you, if you know you can perform and play at the same time, if you know, like, hey, maybe I'm not perfect at this instrument, but I really can read sheet music, I really can play the instrument, um, I have a base knowledge of it, then feel free. Um, but I have been burned before where, where those, those people, those guys, you know those guys who play three cool songs, who, like, know a Dave Matthews song on their guitar and they play it by the... Uh, by the fire at, at summer camp, they come in and they play their guitar at an open call and I'm like tricked. I'm tricked into thinking they play the instrument when they really don't. They just learn those two songs so they can pick up hot girls or guys or whatever they want to pick up. Um, so I absolutely 100% say that you can play your guitar at, uh, at an appointment, at an open call. An appointment, it really should probably be specifically asked for at that point, um, if we're looking for an instrument and you say on your special skills that you play it, uh, then we're probably going to ask you for it. But if it's an open call and, and you feel pretty great about it, do it. Don't be surprised, though. I can see through you. I see you. Lots of people play the piano. They play the guitar. And it's a little bit of a crutch. They do it so that they can feel like they are protecting themselves in an audition space. I get it. I am the queen of set yourself up to win. Absolutely. But... I also know you're setting yourself up to win by playing that song on the guitar that makes you feel awesome. So I might very well say, hey, did you bring your book? What's in your book? And I want to see you do that too. Because at some point, it's, it's, I've got to see that without the, without the instrument, without the thing that makes you feel um, completely grounded, I want to see the work that you do too. And that's not a trick. It's not trying to be an ass. It's not trying to um, shake you from your space of comfort. But it really is to see like, okay, in the scene where the guitar goes down, what am I going to be seeing as well? Um, does that make sense? Is that helpful? Uh, let me know if it is or isn't. Let me know anybody out there, anybody who's watching, even if it's not your question. Was that helpful? Um, I am here to take any, any other questions. So it looks like uh, I don't have any more questions. Does anyone have anything for me? I'm going to check. I think I got a text message question, too. Um, oh, no. It's just about a session. That's all. Um, oh, good. I can't wait for you to tune in next week as well. I'm here every Sunday from 6 to 7 or 6 until the questions stop. And again, for people who have just joined the live stream, uh, now my office hours are turned into podcasts. So you might be listening to this tomorrow on a podcast and not right now. Um, but it, feel free to go to your, uh, your app, your iTunes podcast app, and subscribe to Office Hours with Kate Lumpkin. These office hours are put on a podcast. You should see them tomorrow in the iTunes store. So subscribe, like, do all the things that uh, make people find us, and, and check in every week for new information uh, that are questions from your fellow educated peers. All right, looks like I just got a question. Oh, Lindsay wants to know, is this a top or a dress? It's a full dress, honey. It is like a Grecian experience. 
There's usually a sash, but I couldn't find it today. Um, it's summertime, so it's, it's sundress season. Get ready. Um, Carolina asks, uh, hi, Kate. Love your statuses. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, I just realized Facebook was full of all sorts of sad and scary and awful things, and I just decided a couple, you know, seven months ago to just make Facebook a place of, like, education and awesomeness. Um, so I'm really glad that you like them. Um, where did that question go? Oh, there it goes. Uh, what do you look for when you see someone apart from look or type? This is a great question, Carolina. And actually, I'm going to have to give um, some credit where credit is due. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I got asked this question. Uh, what are you looking for in an actor? How do you know? That was the question I got asked. Is how do you know when someone is it? Like, how do you know? And I know the answer now. It is umami. Do you guys know what umami is? It's a, it's a flavor. It's a flavor that's impossible to describe. It's sour and sweet and tangy. It's um, all sorts of things. It's umami. If you don't know what umami is, you have to Google it and read it and look it up. But that, um, that is the thing. When I, when I know what someone is, it is this mixture of um, complete confidence in self, which doesn't mean you have to be a completely confident, extroverted person. There are plenty of people who are not that, but they're still quietly confident in who they are, what their artistic vision is, what they believe in, and, um, and how that relates to the work that they're doing. Um, the other thing, it, it's, not, it's not enough to sing well. Like, it's just not enough. Everybody can sing well now. Well, most people can sing well now. Um, it's not enough to be a fierce dancer. It's not enough to be a fierce human. It's not enough to be a fierce actor. It's about knowing the things that make you an incredible human and applying them, an artist, and applying them to the work that you're doing that day. So it's, it's taking the bits and pieces of uh, what what you love, what your worldview is, um, having opinions about things, all of that work that you're doing outside of the audition room on self, on your product, on, on the work that you're doing, all of that stuff has to translate into the room. And that is what I'm looking for. I don't believe in type. We've talked about this a lot. Um, I believe in through line. I believe that we all have a through line. But to find what that is, you have to do the work outside the room. And that work is not just like going to acting classes, which is important to do. It's not just going to voice lessons, which is really important to do. It is working on you as a human. What are you reading? What are you listening to? What music do you like? Have opinions about things. Do the work outside the room so that when you come into the room, I just see you and it's umami. You're the thing. You are the thing that is almost indescribable that we are looking for. And once you do that work, there's a grounded sense of you know, self that is impossible to miss. And I'm saying this because anyone who has sat at that table where we all come together to create knows what I'm talking about. When someone walks into the space, and I don't care if it's an actor, if it's a creative, it's, if it's the accompanist, if it's a music director, if it's me, if it's whatever. When someone walks into a room and is just like 100% them, it's infectious. And it works. And nine times out of ten, even if they're not a great singer that day or the, the side read isn't perfect, we just sit there and we're like, what was that? Who was that? 
that was fascinating work. It doesn't work all the time. Like it might, it might, even if you do this, it might not be the right thing that we're looking for that day or whatever, but still there are auditions that I have seen that, um, oh, I just, I just go, what can I create for that human? It's not right for this thing. God, what was that? Um, and those are the people who, who just know what they are as an artist. And I gotta be really frank with you, um, it's taken me 29 years, 30 years, to figure out who I am as an artist, right? And uh, you know, we're all artists in this world. Some of us get paid for it, some of us don't. Um, but it takes a lot of work. And so what, what I'm looking for, when you say, what am I looking for in terms of type, in terms of things, I don't, I don't have a type that I look for. You know, there are certain, there are certain creatives, there are certain people who have a very specific thing that they're looking for. You know, Susan Stroman, nine times out of 10, has a very specific dancer that she's looking for. Um, as a CD, I, it's not like I am hired, my, it's not like I have a niche, right? Like a very specific niche, I can find you this thing in a second. I, I, my niche is I find new talent, that's kind of, that's kind of my specialty. Um, but I'm not looking for something in particular. And, also, and lots of times I'm the person who's encouraging creative teams to like think outside of the box, look for new people, look for different types of people. Oh, you think you want this? Maybe it's something else. So I don't give a crap what you necessarily look like, as long as it's the healthiest version of you for your mind, your heart, and your body. Because I'll know, I'll know if it's not the healthiest version of you when you walk in the door because you won't be comfortable in your own skin. I don't care what you sing, as long as it is the healthiest version for your mind and your heart and your body. And I'll know, because the second you open your mouth, I'll be able to see if it's an organic experience for you or if you are aching it till you make it. You're allowed to fake it till you make it. We all have to do that, but it's actually my craft to watch you and to know, right? So what I'm truly looking for, and I know it's like the most impossible thing, but it's your job. It's actually your job as a human and as a professional artist. What I'm looking for is someone who has spent enough time with themselves and with the world that they know what they believe in. They know what kind of art they create. They know what's coming out of their mouth matches those things and they do it consistently every time that's what i'm looking for consistency uh groundedness understanding of self and like a little hint of umami what makes you special we are all so effing special everybody has opinions about things has different faces different bodies different voices different chords different noses different different ways of pronouncing words all the things so like just dig into it dig into the thing that makes you special and show up and do it consistently so that i know and so that other people know be the umami version of yourself that's what i'm looking for does that make sense I think it does. I think it does make sense. Um, is, that, is that helpful, Carolina? I think it was Carolina who asked me that question. Um, great. Okay, so does anybody else have questions for me? Um, looks like I got tagged in a post. I don't know what the post is. Okay. Um, does anyone else have questions for me? I am here and I will take them. So please feel free. Oh, good. Oh my God, you just made my weekend with that answer. Thank you so much. Oh, oh, thank you, Caroline. I'm so glad that that was helpful. And <laughs> umami for the win. Yes, honey. Yes, I love it. Um, great. 
Okay. So, does anybody else have questions for me? If not, it's 6.45, which means we've been together for 45 minutes. Um, thank you for these likes and this love. I like and love all of you, too. You guys are tremendous humans. Um, I'm here, and I, ha I will stay here for another 15 minutes if anybody else has questions for me. It looks like I, uh, oh, I got a message. Let's see. Does that have something? No. It has to do with work. It has nothing to do with this. Um, all right, I'm checking my text. I'm checking my messages. If there is any um, any more questions, feel free to put them in the in the comments below. Otherwise, it looks like we might be wrapping up. Um, okay, great. So I'm going to start to do my like end of the week spiel. Um, and feel free again if you have questions to put them below while I'm doing it. So I always like to say, artists are incredible humans. So everyone watching this, you are an incredible, incredible human. It takes great bravery and courage to do this job. It takes great fearlessness and a little bit of crazy to be a part of this industry. I always like to say to be an artist you have to have thick enough skin that you can take criticism and thin enough skin to let every emotion in and out. And that is an impossible reality to live in, especially in this day and age where we just don't know what the hell is going on in this world. Um, so my reminders of the week are to really cherish somebody this week. Reach out and tell somebody that you are grateful for them, that you appreciate them in a way that you maybe haven't said that in a long time. And if that's, you know, a parent, if that's a loved one, if that's a random stranger that you meet, if it's your cat, if it's your dog, I don't care. But, like, make sure that you take the time to tell someone that you truly appreciate them, them, them this week. It is absolutely important. Um, but it's also really important to tell yourself that you appreciate yourself, that you appreciate yourself for being an artist and for pushing your boundaries and for doing all of these great things. So I am going to wrap up. It looks like I have no more questions. Um, I will see you next week at six o'clock. I will be here from six to seven again. Um, and again, you can find all of these office hours tomorrow morning on uh, the iTunes podcast app. Search for my name, Kate Lumpkin. It'll pop right up. Subscribe, like, do anything to make sure that you can find them. Um, and if this was helpful to you or if, if you know anybody who might need some coaching or you might, might want to watch Office Hours, uh, please feel free to send them my information. You can find me on Facebook, Kate Lumpkin. You can find me on my website at www.kate-lumpkin.com. You can always feel free to send me an email at katelumpkincasting at gmail.com. Um, if you have questions for next week's Office Hours, please feel free to send them to me on Facebook or via email, and I will try to answer them next week. If I don't have the answer, I will always call someone and try to get it for you. Um, I like to be a resource for you because you all are such resources and inspirations for me. And uh, we're all in this together, right? We're all just trying to make good art together. So let's be helpers. Mr. Rogers told us always look for the helpers, so be one this week, yeah? Just a thought, not a sermon. All right, guys, I think you guys are amazing. Go enjoy this beautiful, beautiful night. I personally am going to play Settlers of Catan with my friends because I'm a big old nerd, and I can't wait. So I hope you guys have a good night. I have a full week of auditions. Oh, that's the last thing. If you are someone who's interested in perhaps going on a cruise this this year, taking a cruise and being a performer and doing all the things Celebrity Cruises is having their open calls this week. We have singer open calls and dancer open calls on Wednesday and Thursday this week. So look that up. You can go to uh, Celebrity Cruises Productions and uh, find all the information about those open calls. I hope I see some of you there. That'll be great. Uh, I can't wait to see some of your faces. So enjoy, have a great night, and uh, I will see you guys next week at 6 o'clock right here for Office Hours.